Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, 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 what's up, AfterBuzzers? We are back. The whole gang is here. Complete panel, well-rounded for tonight's episode. This is the Four Life After Show, Season 1, Episode 8 called Daylight. We've got so much to talk about, so I just at least want to get through introductions. I'll check on my people, see how y'all are feeling, and then we'll jump into the episode. First and foremost, Dot was not here last week, but she is back. How are you? Hey, everybody. What's up? I'm great. Okay, Dot has some big news. She just celebrated a birthday, so I'll shout that out. But then the rest of it will come into play with tonight's episode because it's you know what? It probably will. Yes, Mm -hmm. birthday. I'm gonna put a ring on it. Congratulations. Congratulations. (laughs) All right, moving right along. Of course, Jeff Will is in the building. How you feeling, brother? You know, I'm feeling a lot more single now that we've been talking about that. But, you know, we're out here in Redondo, so I'm living. But the episode was great. <laughs> episode was really great. We definitely have questions for you on how you feel about your homeboy, Darius, and a lot that transpired. Oh, yeah. Awesome. My, that's my guy. That's my guy. Yeah. Now, <laughs> he's now he's your guy. Now he's your guy. For sure. And Jeff is definitely going to uh, keep us with our special segment for Life and Back. And then Emily is here, of course. How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. Busy day, busy weeks, trying to stay, you know, sane and, you know, positive. It's all Living good. the quarantine <laughs> life. Living that quarantine life. <laughs> you got it. Well, Emily, of course, always covers news and gossip. My name is Keith Andre. I'm here to drive the boat, you guys. This episode pretty much had everything that I feel like we've been constantly talking about. So I was happy to see that overall, I think this was probably one of my favorite episodes I think Emily you said last week may have been your favorite what do you think now having seen this one? Oh, um I feel like mm, last week was still I think my favorite I feel like okay. this added extra layers to what I like about the show but I, I don't know if this was my favorite yet okay that's fair enough and Jeff overall what did you think about the episode I really like this episode I don't know if I would call it my favorite I'm like skeptical because like <laughs> I feel like they they gave us a lot in this episode. They gave yeah. us a resolution on the warden. They gave us like mm-hmm. on the warden and her wife, how they were kind of like fighting last week. And they gave us a resolution on like him and his uh, Aaron and his wife and Aaron's wife and um, homeboy from the corner. That's like <laughs> finally leaving, a.k.a. Darius. No, I mean, like they gave us a lot of like conclusions. So I'm I'm interested to see where do you go from here? Okay, I'll take that now. And then for you, Dot, overall, what did you think? We missed you last week. Oh, man, I miss you guys, too. I would say so far, this is my favorite episode. Um, I think the complexity of the episode and all of the layers that they were pulling back, mm-hmm. I think what was my favorite is just um, the honesty of that in-house jail life and just kind of seeing 
how things really are corrupted. And it really opened my mind to a lot of different things. And I loved seeing the action uh, of 50 mm -hmm. Cent. So I, it was really strong. So far, my favorite. Okay, well, I love that you mentioned the jail life because tonight let's, we'll talk about his life inside jail, life for the family outside, touch a little bit on the wardens. And we didn't really get much um, for Aaron's case, which was different. I thought that this was something different to see tonight. But to your point, we got to see a lot of action inside the jail, the corruption. I mean, let's start with we all, me particularly, I've been looking forward to some kind of violence some kind of action. What did you guys think about the whole shower sequence? Of course, 50 Cent had to do what he does best. Um, but Jeff, what did you think? I know you're a big 50 Cent fan overall anyway. So hey. how did you think about um, his character tonight? 50 just walked in like, what's good? You already know. You know You know who's running this. So he walked in, showed him what's good, and got off. And smiled doing Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline with the warden and everything. No, it was it was great to see. Um, and we finally got it. Yeah, it was about time we got to see some physical action. Emily, I see you nodding. What, what did you think with the fight sequence in the shower? Yeah, I mean, there was this, there was the fight sequence in the shower. And, and I feel like we all kind of predicted that it probably would come, with, come from this character. Mm -hmm. And then this whole episode kind of had these moments of violence that we haven't really seen even though this is like a prison drama. So I feel like this was the first episode that we actually really saw continuous, you know, prison politics and, you know, kind of how dangerous it really can be. Yeah, they definitely took a turn. I know at one point where the guy was being tortured with the water, I was like, okay, what? This is a, <laughs> yeah. where are we it, going here? But doubt for you, what did you think about seeing the violence and the fighting as well? Um, when I saw the fight, I initially was a little taken aback because I'm like, these are, you know, these grown men are in here naked. Someone's going to slip and fall. That was my initial reaction. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> I really just liked the rawness of the fight. It was really just like straightforward. Um, 50s really showed just he is the boss and he's really ruthless. And I just, I, I really loved how it was tacky. I think it was very fitting for, you know, jail. It was very true to life. Yeah. And speaking of 50 Cent or his character Dawkins, I did want to ask because we saw that he kind of started the whole shower incident and then he was torturing the other guy. And I just was wondering like, what 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 do you guys think Dawkins' whole MO is? Like, why is he causing more trouble for himself? After Aaron has already went out of his way, because we know he had to get the phone back. But why do you think he is just causing trouble? You know, he said something really important that I actually wrote down. He said to Aaron that when he's outside of jail, he's no one. But when he's inside of jail, he kind of gets to be this dawn. So I feel like when he's outside of this jailhouse, he almost feels like he has no power. And what he's found is a way to kind of empower himself. And it's only in this 
institution that he feels like some some type of um, importance. I think it has nothing to do other than a mental issue of him feeling possibly abandoned or lonely or forgotten. And even though this attention is bad attention, no one should be doing these things. It's making him feel like he has a purpose. Yeah, I love that. And there was a, a big debate, you know, and that's something that we haven't seen that is realistic for a prisoner or a jail person between likes of freedom. You know, Aaron views it one way and we see Dawkins use it a completely different way. The line that I had wrote down was just when he said, the problem is you're more valuable to me here. So that's going to inform mm -hmm. some of my predictions. But Emily, um, what did you think? Or why do you think he is uh, causing all this trouble? Yeah, I mean, with it, it's all about power for him. It's all about making sure that he can get what he wants when he wants it when he's in when he's here in prison so he want he he's a manipulator so he's going to go around and and manipulate the people that he needs to in order and he kind of did that with 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 Aaron a little bit and so you just see it's it, it's all a power trip for him and like you know um like dot said like it's it's so much about making sure that you're like the top dog so that no one can come after you but eventually there's going to be people that come after you and um, you can only do something so much or so far. And again, he got transferred. So again, it's new people, you know, but I feel like things all happen for a reason. And I think there is a reason he's here and causing trouble. And we kind of saw yeah. that a little bit in this episode. Definitely. What about you, Jeff? What do you think? Yeah, y'all hit it. He was literally just doing a power move. At the end of the mm -hmm. day, to be the king, you got to let everybody know and show them. You can't just speak about it. You have to do something. And that's what he did. And he did it with a smile on his face. He showed the CEO, look, I'm running it and my people are on the outside. He showed the warden, I'm running it and you're going to have to just watch because I'm going to smile on your face. And he, he showed every person since then. He showed Big, uh, uh, Big Wild or whatever his name is. Wild Bill. Bill. Mm -hmm. Wild Bill. Bill. Big Wild, yeah. Wild Bill. Either way, they, he showed him on multiple occasions, this is my this is my jail cell, and you're just going to have to get in line. Yeah, he definitely did. I think that's getting a little bit scary. One thing that I thought tonight was just you get to see how smart of a character, of a person that Dawkins is. It's almost to the point where we saw Aaron doing a lot of kind of the playing catch-up, mm -hmm. like realizing something, but after the fact, after it had already yeah. occurred. And so we get to see some of that struggle for Aaron and, you know, his issues with integrity by way of Dawkins. So we had saw like Dawkins with the CO and then as a lawyer, you know, Aaron then gets exposed to this information from the CO. And so with that kind of juggle, how do you guys or, or where do you rate Aaron? I feel like he's done so much work these past few weeks to show himself as a good guy. Um, as a good lawyer and then we kind of saw tonight him take a turn just doing what of course he had to do to get the phone back so Di I see you your face is starting to talk so what what do you think <laughs> as far as Aaron and, and how he's behaving now and that's why I think this episode captivated me so much because we just see the evolution of Aaron and we really see him at this point really just doing whatever he has to do, playing the game. I don't think that his integrity is there anymore. I think he's starting to see the corruption all throughout on the outside and the inside. Um, I think there's a little bit of brokenness and helplessness that he's dealing with that's really just making him like, 
it's whatever. And mm-hmm. I felt like when Cassius came and I, I had a prediction, I believe I said that they're going to somehow be working together. I think he's learning how this can um how he can use this to his advantage. It's not something we necessarily want to see. We don't want to see him be this crooked lawyer, but I think he's learning that in this game, that's how he's he believes he's going to make it to the top. Yeah, and hopefully he has enough of that bad guy in him to kind of work it out, because we even saw his homeboy, who I still haven't heard his name yet, but he was, just, <laughs> he was kind of warning him in regards mm-hmm. to like, you know, you don't really want to get mixed up. And I feel like by the end of the episode, he saw that he's kind of like in this weird space um, with Dawkins. But Jeff, what do you think about Aaron's kind of character and integrity now? I feel like we didn't learn anything new. I mean, in this in this episode, he didn't do anything <laughs> out of character. If you think about it, when he went to the CEO, he went there, he's like, dog, I think you have something more you need to talk about. And he told, he's like, why are you telling me all this? And what is the first thing he did when the CEO told him? He sat back down. He's like, dog, how'd you get yourself in this predicament? He was down there being person to person, not really necessarily trying to help, but trying to relate and trying to understand. Look, I understand you got your, but you got yourself in this predicament. You need to make the decision to get yourself out or do what you need to do. I'm just here as as a um, representative for my client. I'm not going to tell you either way. So yeah. he didn't really lose any cred, character, integrity for me. He just did what he had to do. Okay. He's going to have to keep doing what he had to do is what it looked like to me. But Emily, what what do you think about his integrity? Did yeah, it tell so anything for you? Again, I, I, I'm kind of with Jeff here where I feel like he's done, he's been doing this all along. We In the last few episodes, we might not have necessarily seen this type of move so blatant, but we've seen him do things in order to win a case that were, are kind of like on the edge of morality, you know, where it's not quite going the, the doing it the right way. And so you know, he's, he's kind of mixing his book smart of being a lawyer and his street smarts together in order to kind of figure out the best strategy, because that's what you have to, like, you have to be street smart if you're going to survive in a prison system. You have to, like, think about all of that structure and, and, and be really, you know, know the politics of it all. And so he's just working all of those levels to figure out how he can, you know, um, win, win these cases, even though yeah. it, he's in it for himself, for, for this, for this one, um, in particular, he's still, you know, so it, it's kind of, I, I don't feel like we've learned anything more except what perception, what, how he's perceived. That's the only thing that's shifted that the warden in the end kind of has a different perception of who he is as a lawyer. Oh, for sure. I think that's a great point to make. And I think, too, you know, Aaron has definitely come into the space of knowing that his responsibility is to himself first and just kind of do his due diligence. I know a few weeks ago we saw the episode where his witness, you know, wasn't there because the date got changed. So maybe, you know, this is another reason why he's just doing what he has to do to play the game and to win the game. So while he's doing that, though, let's talk about his life outside of prison because we know he had signed the divorce paper and we start I guess just with Marie uh sorting through her feelings and just we do end up hearing the the visit to the grandfather or the grandfather's visit gets revealed I was happy about that because we had said well she didn't say it he didn't say it 
So we want to see that. But so let's talk about Marie and Jasmine before we get to Marie and Darius. Um, Dot, what, what were your thoughts on just seeing the world outside of prison? Um, I, I really was surprised um, with Marie not sharing the information about the divorce papers sooner. Um, totally, totally understood where Jasmine was coming from. Um, also saddened because you could tell that Jasmine really had hope that her parents would somehow, you know, make it or, or, or try to get back together. Oh, he signed the d divorce papers or I, I was like, okay, I think that if you were at that point, she should have been a little bit more vocal and a little bit more mm -hmm. honest with Aaron so that he could assess the situation a little bit more accurately. Yes, yes, yeah. I love that. I think that's true too. And just with the whole Jasmine, I was just like, well, your mother has been in a relationship with another man all this time. So what exactly <laughs> did you expect? I was, I just didn't understand that, but I still appreciated the conversation that she had with her mother um just in terms of her like you still you still love him uh but Jeff what what do you think about about seeing them and how they acted in response to that news yeah like I don't understand where like why I understand she got mad that she didn't know but to say that like my parents are getting a divorce I mean he's in jail mm -hmm. she's like been dating the dude you literally, like, he knows your whole meal for delivery. Like, come on, he's in your house. So yeah. that was kind of, that was kind of weird. But like her being mad that she didn't, that the, that she didn't find out from the mom is, is realistic. I could kind of see, I could just see that. Um, but like, you also, it also takes time to, to understand what just happened because you're not even thinking about you. Like, to be honest, she probably forgot about it. It's been two years. She's been going there, focused on the court case and all this in the third and like probably on the last thing on her mind, last thing on anybody's mind until it popped up. Okay, and Emily, yeah. what did you think? Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think both of you guys are are right in the sense of she, uh, Jasmine. You know, the the daughter's dealing with it's it's emotional. No matter how old you are, when your parents say you know make it known, like hey, we're gonna get a divorce, and so it's. I get that she's, you know, she's about to embark on her, on her own journey of motherhood. And so this is another layer to that, that, that is confusing and really emotional. And so I can see how she's upset that her mom didn't tell her and like, say, Hey, we're going to make this official. But I feel like deep down, she should have known like, Hey, my mom's dating someone else. It's been a while. They're pretty serious you know, but as she's only what, 16. So, you know, it's, it's, it's that point where, you know, so, like deep down inside, sometimes you wish there's a little glimmer of hope. And so I feel like that's what they were trying to portray here. For sure. For sure. She definitely is young. I forgot, you know, just because she's pregnant doesn't mean that she's not a young girl. So she still has a lot of growing up to do and just maturing in that way. Before we jump into Darius's response, because I thought it was interesting, and I think that does answer just kind of the question in regards to, uh, I know Jeff, you were just talking about, she probably forgot, but when he realized that it wasn't something that she asked him for, he had issues there. But I wanted to ask, because she then tried to tell him that they just needed to wait until she had the baby and then like they were gonna mm -hmm. get divorced. Do y'all think that she was lying to herself or buying like 
more time dot what you think about that definitely buying more time I, i'm I, that what does that have to do with anything sis i can't give you no type of credit there good one yeah Okay. That was a pretty good excuse, but, but she was buying time and not being honest with herself. You know, mm. I, I feel like she knew right away when she received those papers. Oh goodness. Like I still love Aaron. So I yeah, feel like she, I feel like she knew and has always known deep down. And even though I did predict that, so I did predict Aaron would sign the papers, but I did not predict what happened in this episode. So okay, we're we're all, we're all getting <laughs> yeah, for sure. Jack, what's your take? No, I just I just agree with you because like she lied to herself. She still hasn't like fully said that she loves Aaron. When when her daughter asked, she was like, I... yeah. Well, I think she. Fade the, I mean, fade black. I like, guess so. I mean, she's happened. yeah, and like so she's lying. Like she can't even be honest with herself yet. And then she's like, obviously trying to prolong this. And then Darius, I mean, well, like you said, we're gonna get into that. So he's not. Oh, we're stupid. going there. So go ahead. We're going. We're going right yeah. into Darius <laughs> with his response because I, yeah, I wasn't expecting this. I didn't see this coming. Even when he went into the room and repeated her order and just said how mm-hmm. much he he loved them. So just a, do you finally see, or can we agree that he does love this family? And B, what do you think about his response and the decision that he made for himself? First off, when did I ever say he doesn't love the family? I just get a lot of hate from you in regard to him. So I don't, just, don't put so much through. on me. I love he loved the family. Hey, he loved the family. But the family don't love him back, though. That's the problem. Oh. The family just don't love him back. Not the way he loves him, at least. No, Marsh. but it, it's true, though. That's the frustrating part about it. And he's coming to realize that, like, he, they love him like a family member, but not like a father, not like a lover. It is That is how it is. Like, he's always going to be there. He's family because he's been there for years. He knows the order. But at the end of the day, she still wants her father back. And Marie still wants her husband back because that's who she fell in love with. And mm-hmm. it, it's crazy, but like, I, I mean, I know that's what his move was going to be. He's always been second guessing it since day one. That's why he didn't ask for the ring. That's why he was kind of forced into the proposal. Like he was kind of finding, he already knew he's not finding a reason. He knew that this reason was happening and he just needed a verification. And he got Almost the check mark today. He just need he knew it. He just needed a way to execute it. Just was waiting yeah. for it to happen. Uh, I mean, that, he kind of needed think? that confirmation. Yeah, for sure. For me, it was a really interesting turn of events. I think what I got from the previous episodes from Darius was that he really wanted Marie to separate from Aaron. And in my mind, it was because he wanted to take things further. I totally saw him actually going to go ahead and propose. And I was really confused when that, that kind of switched and that kind of changed. But I think it all came down to, he knew if that divorce paper was signed, he was going to have to ultimately make a decision. And I think this is where his loyalty really came in. And I think he started to consider Aaron and decided that this may not be the best thing to do. Um, it was very interesting. interesting and I loved it because it wasn't predictable. Absolutely. Emily, what's your take on the whole Darius? Yeah, response? I mean, I did, I was totally thrown off by his response. I'm, I'm questioning whether, because when, when he said goodbye to, he didn't say goodbye to Jasmine, but he said, Oh, look, 
I want to let you know, I love your mom and you, you know, and you, Mm -hmm. and for me, it felt like a goodbye. It felt like the subtext of that was like, Hey, I just want to let you know, I love you. I'll always love you. And then, you know, and then he made, um, and then he, you know, then he was like, bye. So, (laughs) so it felt like it was, he, it was, and we don't know what's in the, what's in the letter. I feel like we'll learn next week what's in there but I feel like it's his like hey you to Marie like you have to make this decision for yourself I can't make it and then and then dot I really do agree that I think his loyalty and like his his conscience was like hey this is gonna you know I'm gonna lose a friend here if I continue with this so I I I felt like it it really threw me off I have a a question so you said (laughs) what I feel like I know exactly what you're gonna say. Uh oh. So so Darius left because he didn't want to ruin the friendship. Is that what the thing is? (laughs) No, I don't think that's what they're saying. No, 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 no. No. Jeff was gonna say he been lost the friendship. No, no, no. (laughs) No, Not lose the friendship, but but he he'll feel guilty. (laughs) He'll feel guilty. I and I agree, Emily. I think that that was not just feeling guilty, but I think the way that he did it kind of indicates that it's something that he couldn't really face, and it could be yeah. for plenty of reasons. Some of the reasons could be because he has developed this relationship with Marie and her daughter, and some of it also could be because this is his friend. He still kind of is rooting for that. You know, we could debate, Jeff. You can do as many faces as you want, but yeah, you look like you're gonna <laughs> pounce at us. <laughs> But it doesn't matter. I think it does show that, you know, I am hoping while I do feel that this was a goodbye, I kind of would like to see more of him just because of the exit. I really didn't like that. Like, believing the no and like putting a ring out. It's like, come no. on, you gotta do it. You was, gotta do it. I mean, you've been together really, a long time. We just got dumped twice. That's the whole time I was looking at that. I said, how she go from having two men to none all in two episodes? <laughs> well, that's why the voiceover was like, and then you have to start all over. Start from the yeah, beginning. Yeah. It was just such a weak move. Like he never went to go talk to Aaron. Like he just left. He's like, I guess she just like doesn't love me. Like, what? Over these past two years, you never walked up and like, dog, sign these papers or talk to her. Hey, you ain't like, did he sign the papers? Like, yeah, we'll see. Like, I don't know. No, I mean, if he left, if he's gone for good, it's about it's his mo because he's just soft right now. Okay. It's so I mean, like, kick but it. we'll, it's we'll all about communicating though. Maybe like, we'll see where the communication okay. leads. I, I honestly am still holding out hope. I don't think that this is the last time we'll see him on the show because I feel like she will have a response to him. But Emily, you mentioned the voiceover, so we could talk for I guess two seconds just about because that's all the time we got on Aaron's case tonight anyway. But hearing the voiceover, I was like, Oh, this is different because his lawyer, who I found out tonight, his name is Henry. Um, did the voiceover and we got to see so they're digging into some story from the 90s that kind of connects it I don't know what they're talking about I wanted to kind of just check in and see if you guys have any ideas or or what did you gauge on the situation with the old lawyer and how that's going to like connect back to to Aaron's case yeah so um so I was thinking about this when this when it opened up when the episode opened up with uh, with this type of moment. And I don't know if you guys remember in, in, I think it was like the first or second episode, we have this, they showed the, 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 um, highlight of it, that he is like internally 
um, kind of contemplating, you know, what he did in previous, uh, you know, in his previous job and like they did corrupt stuff. And so I feel like this is his lawyer trying to redeem himself. And so he's Mm -hmm. trying to go back to this case that he know, or, or this article, this article that he is about a case, I believe in order to, to know that this is the crack that will open up a bunch of other cases and reopen them because there's, there's problems in the justice system. Yeah. And I think so, it's interesting uh, that we're getting new story because now we're getting mm-hmm. a whole, you know, whole nother element kind of this, this, um, this late in the game. And also I did just make note, just everybody is kind of like doing whatever they have to do to redeem themselves. This is clearly, like you said, Henry, his lawyer's whole mm-hmm. quest just to kind of do right by, by his past. Jeff, what did you think? I think this is, well, one that, but I think it's also a way for Aaron to kind of show the judge in a future case that, hey, this DA continues to do this stuff. He's a known, mm-hmm. like a known exactly. person to do these things. So that's way, that way, when he does have his case, he's like, oh, mm-hmm. no, he's known to do this. This is why, here yeah. are the cases, point blank and period. Now get me out of here. Exactly. Yeah. Like, here's 50 cases that I can prove that this DA, <laughs> that this lawyer, you know, mm-hmm. did exactly. some bad stuff. Yeah. And <laughs> any thoughts from you, Doc? Um, I agree with uh, both Jeff and Emily, Um, and I will just say I hope that they continue with the voiceovers so that I can be more familiar with them. Anytime you add a new element to a show, it is a little bit of a distraction, especially because that voice didn't sound like one that I knew. So if if they're going to add that element, I just hope that they continue it and that it's not something that's jolting here and there because that can really pull my focus. And I've been so engaged that I just wouldn't want that to happen. Yeah, yeah, the majority of the voiceovers have been Aaron. And so it's interesting that they switched it up this time. For sure. And then lastly, before we jump into special segment time with the warden, because I'm like, gosh, ever since I made mention of her, we've just been seeing more and more and more. So I don't like her wife. I don't think that she's a good person. <laughs> but we did get to see kind of things turn around for them and how it's like working on this case is good for everybody. It's good for the warden's wife. Mm-hmm. It's good for warden. It's good for Aaron. So what do you guys think, uh, Jeff, just about seeing more of the warden and that whole family dynamic? I think the warden's wife is really good at math because if you're good with your wife, that means you're good in the jail cell. And if you're good in the jail cell, that means you can pivot. And mm-hmm. like, she's just, she's just playing all her cards right. And she kind of slipped up and kind of told her wife a little bit too much now her wife's like, oh, so her team is kind of agreeing with this. This is why you're really into it. You're not really there because mm-hmm. you love me and you want to kind of make this work. Like, no, this works for you. And it, it like differentiates you from your competitor. Like, come on, mm-hmm. there's more to this. Like you're playing chess mm-hmm. and like, we know, come on now. For sure. What about you, Emily? I know that you like the whole warden dynamic. Yeah, I mean, I love the warden. I love seeing her character develop over these last few episodes. And I feel like this episode was the most that we've seen in her family life. And I think, Jeff, you're right that that her wife kind of has, um, she's out for herself and she is using using the warden for her advantage. And you know, it's like she's she's running a campaign. She's running, you know, she's running for uh, the DA, right, or assistant DA. So she's yeah. gonna try to um, try to get as much information that she wants 
um, but she's not really kind of considering the effects that it has on her wife. And so that's, um, that's not good. So, but I love seeing the, the warden kind of take charge and, and kind of really, she is such, what I like is the, the, the opposite uh, effect that she has. So in her home life, she's a very different personality than she is in, in the, in the prison and when she's in charge. And so it was interesting seeing their dynamic. It's like bringing your, your partner to work. It's like you have a different dynamic. So I loved seeing that in this episode. Yeah, it changes things for sure. And then Di, because we didn't get to hear what you thought about her last week. So now that you've seen both episodes, what what's your opinion of their whole, like, I, are they necessary? I, I'm actually really loving the development of the warden. And I'm actually really liking who she is just because now I'm really starting to see the stress that she has not only at work, but in her workplace to be in a point of leadership over, over this complete chaos and still be able yeah. to hold your own and as a woman I'm really developing a respect for her uh she's over all these men she's over all these prisoners who are you know for the most part respecting her no one's gotten too too out of line but I want to agree with Emily in the sort of fact that when she's at home she seems to be the more submissive one and when she's in the workplace she's dominant so I would love to see what that switch is or whether that's her wife is the one who's kind of influencing her and she's taking that back but I, I love seeing that she is a different person and she she growing on me, honestly, truly. Right. I, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. We'll see. I mean, <laughs> definitely when we get to predictions, I think we should have something to do with the water. And is she going to win or is she going to lose? But before we get there, let's definitely jump into our special segment for Life and Back. Jeff, what's going on today? Yes, appreciate you. For this episode, uh, for this uh, segment, for Life and Back is when we highlight stories or people that have been wrongfully imprisoned or anything to do with uh, police brutality, mass imp- incarceration and all of that. And this story that I'm going to tell you is right in line. And I had the blessing of being part of the the Kim Kardashian, the purpose uh, the what is it called? The uh, Justice Project. The Justice Project. Thank you. Mm. So this aired this past Sunday and it was all about mass incarceration. And she highlighted different stories um, that that were heartbreaking to hear about, but it was up, upbringing to see that they were able to go back with their families for most cases. Obviously, there's still come some that are pending, but it was great to see that she's using her platform for such a great cause and being, um, it was shown on TV and you would think it's Kim Kardashian. A lot of, a lot of people would think it's more about her, but I've watched the episode. You could say what you want, but it was all about them. It yeah. was not about her. It was all about them. And it was a, it was a great show. And I just uh, applaud her. Yeah, I love that. I started watching it today. Actually, I didn't finish it. Yeah, it was yeah, on it Oxygen was. on Sunday, this past Sunday, but it's a documentary. So it's on on demand. It, I'm sure it's streaming all over the place. And it's just yeah. crazy to see too those just different elements of kind of what makes up. It really allows us to look at the criminal justice system differently and start to see people as people because it's at that level to where we get enough of connection to realize like, oh, well, maybe this isn't the best thing or maybe, yeah. you know, there's a reason that they hear their time is served. So yeah, I, I love that a lot. And that two hour documentary, they told us about six different people and their families' lives and everything, how like their whole family was affected. So it really kind of went full circle seeing that family dynamic in real life and in our um, what we see in our show. 
Mm-hmm. Great, yeah. great. Well, if you haven't seen it, you could definitely check it out. Uh, shout out to Kim Kardashian West. How about, exactly. how about that? She's a person that's always, you know, in the news. So it's nice to see that she does use her platform now in a way that, you know, is really kind of newsworthy. Emily, mm-hmm. do we have any news and gossip that you saw this week? Yeah, so um, a few days ago, Variety announced that another show of Curtis Jackson, 50 Cent, will be greenlit for stars. And it's called uh, Black Mafia Family. And this is um, a drama. It's a family. uh, Let's see. Um, Let's see. This project... So it's inspired by two two brothers who rose from the decaying streets of Southwest Detroit in the 1980s and g- it gave birth to one of the most influential crime families in the country. And so it goes through um, all of those, all of the stories behind that. And so it's greenlit. And um, this is a project that Curtis has been incredibly passionate about. And we're excited to have him partner in bringing it to life and that was the ceo of stars talking about this project so wow. um That's yeah really cool. so another show that is greenlit and he'll be and uh 50 cent will be the executive producer again so just no getting all those projects out and we'll have I, to keep an eye out on it <laughs> i hadn't heard of that one uh jeff had you had you heard anything about this Not- not yet. I knew he had some um, spinoffs, but I don't know if yeah. there's like an original or like original um, program, like series or not, but I haven't mm-hmm. heard about this one. Yeah. So this is an original program. So it's going to be it. interesting to see that develop. And I know he's, he was um, hired a few years ago to kind of help develop programs and shows for them. So um, I'm, I'm interested to see what, what this one's about. Yeah, he does a lot of work uh, with stars. He's got a great relationship. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be interesting to see, like, A, why if we're stars, you know, he has this show and it's still here. So if they're waiting on something to do more work with, like, ABC or other networks, but um, I'm not sure. Last, real quick, before we get out of here, I do want to get to predictions. Um, like I said, something about the warden, maybe, season finale-ish, or what do you guys think we'll see in the next episode? We'll start with that. Oh, okay. Um, my prediction is going to be about Darius. I really think this next episode is when we are going to see him actually go and talk to Aaron. Mm, okay. okay. What about you, Jeff? I got a lot <laughs> less faith than she does, but I feel like 50 is going to cause more problems. He said he wants Aaron in the jail cell, so Aaron's going to be in that jail cell. Mm. Mm-hmm. And Emily, what's your quick prediction? Yeah, so I think uh, I think Cassius is going to cause Aaron to extend his term, his his prison sentence. Like something's going to happen. Ooh, yeah, I think that that he's going to have a conflict uh, with Dawkins' character. I don't know if he'll be able to do enough to maybe get him out of there, or probably not. Dawkins is around that he's just going to have to really do be working for him it's gonna it seemed like scary like I said with him saying like um you know the problem for you is that you're more valuable to me Mm -hmm. here it sounds like he's gonna do everything that he can to keep Aaron in jail so we will have to see uh we can definitely check it out next week that's all the time we have here we'll be back of course next Wednesday at 9 p.m pst you can follow all of us on social media Jeff where are you at yeah, they can continue the conversation at Jeff Well Jr. on all your social media platforms. 
And Dot, how about you? You guys can follow me and let's ask questions and talk more about for life at Dot McDonald's on all social media platforms. Okay. And then Emily, where are you at? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Emily May Heller. All right. And my name on all social media platforms is Keith underscore Andre. Maybe I'll start like a Twitter question because I do want to talk more about Dot and her life because everything is just changing. Again, congratulations mm, so to much. you. And we'll see you guys later. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 